without a doubt, I mean, fear and limiting beliefs, both. Like, who am I to write a book? I am not a writer. How how could that be? I'm a phony. Um, there was that. There And over the 10-year window, there were windows where I put the book away. So while the book is away, talk about feeling like a phony to say I'm writing a book when I'm not touching it. And then the fear of coming back to the book when it has been dormant for a period of time yeah. and thinking like, mm, can I can I resurrect? I've evolved in this window of time. Can I bring the book up to my level? Does it require a rewrite? Most of the time it did. Um, oh, wow. You know, I, Wow. I would go back and that? look at something I'd written two, you know, two years ago. There was one way I put it away for two years. You know, I had grown so much. My writing had improved. I felt like I was like a kindergarten writing, you know, when I went back to that. So the fear of like, oh my God, the work, the time, etc. Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated, or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes to any or all of these, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Charmaine Gregory, night shift emergency physician, burnout thriver, and wellness champion, along with everyday heroes just like you, will explore how to face fear in our lives and emerge victoriously. Dr. Gregory here. Did you know that I'm on YouTube as well? You can find me at Charmaine Gregory, MD. See you there. There. Hello, 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 Fearless Freedom Tribe. This is Dr. G. And we are back for another exciting episode of the Fearless Freedom with Dr. G podcast. And today we are going to be talking with Kim DeYoung. And she is going to tell us all about the amazing things she's up to and all about herself. Take it away, Kim. <laughs> I you want me to just jump right in and start sharing? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Okay. So I would say for the past 10 years, I've been on a very interesting journey of learning about choices, talking to people about choices, and writing a book about choices. And honestly, it is the place that makes me the most happy. So where it all began was that about a decade ago, I was being interviewed by somebody not related to choice. And an answer that I had to a question was, as we make choices and take action, how does our life unfold? And it was that question that I began thinking about in my mind. I thought, how does our life unfold as we make a choice? And I thought back to a particular choice that I had made and all that had come from it. And I'm a visual person. So what I did was I took a mind mapping software and I noted the choice that I'd made on one side. And I began capturing the people, the opportunities, the thoughts, the experiences that had come in about an 18 month to two year window. And I was left with like an enormous amount of stuff on the page, which caused me as I looked back over the window of time to feel this immense gratitude of like, had I not made that choice, look at all that would not have been in my life. Right. It also caused me to say, what choice could I make today and what could become possible? 
when I showed this one map to a friend, she said, would you do it for me? Now at the time I had no no process, but I said, yes. Okay. And then she also said to me, Kim, can you not worry about where this is going to go? She's like, I think you're onto something interesting. Can you just enjoy this mapping experience? Right. And, and I heard her words. And so I spent a full year just having really deep dive conversations with people of all ages, all walks of life. I knew them in different ways about choices, whether it was choices they had made or choices that they wanted to make. And in that process, I was just observing so much and I was being let into a world that many people probably are not let into and I'm digesting all of this stuff. And at the end of a year, I realized I had a lot of information to share. And I thought, I think there's a book in this but I'm not a writer or I'd never been a writer. And it was like, how do I do this? And I reached out to somebody, I got a coach and I said, I have all these ideas, but I'm not a writer. And she said, here's your homework. And she sent me to my coffee shop for days on end to write for 12 minutes at a time to build a bit of a writing muscle. And then she gave me my best homework of all, which was, Kim, I want you to take your maps and the stories that you've created in these maps of people's choices, and I want you to write them. And that was where the magic happened. As I as I would do that, because I had spent so much time having a deep dive conversation with someone and then digesting it, making sense of it, pulling out the nuggets of what they had shared, and then putting it back together for them in a map that shared with them their story of their choice from a different perspective. I had all of this rich information. So when it came time to write it in paragraph form, it was kind of, she called it liquid gold. Wow. Yes, of course. (laughs) You know, but interestingly, we often find a way to make ourselves wrong. I said, but I'm cheating because I'm writing it from my map. She's like, but you created the map. Like right. you may have an unusual process of how you got here, but it's all yours. Right. I was like, okay, I'll take that. And um, what's interesting is I began writing and I hired a woman to become my editor and a bit of time into our process together. She said, Kim, you're not writing about your mapping process in your book. Like you're talking about choice and the different things I've right. learned about. I was like, Mm, that didn't occur to me that anybody would care. I, that was right. like my process that I used. She said, I think it's worth you figuring out how to teach it. So I did what I've done before. I had to sit on my shoulder to kind of watch how I do what I do so that I right. teach it. And I figured out how to teach it, but I think I was teaching it a bit too complex. And um, so that it was, it, it wasn't easy for the average human to make sense of it. Gotcha. And The book over this 10-year window went through so many iterations. I recall vividly right before the pandemic, I had a call with a writing coach, an editor that I really admired, different than I'd been working with. And I'll take a step back to share one story. My book begins with my choice to end my relationship with my mother, which was a very big choice. And from that choice, many things happened in my life. A bit of a spoiler is that we did find our way back to each other through this experience. And so part of the book was a bit memoir. It was a bit process of the choice mapping. And it was a bit of a love story of my my mother and myself. And I went to this particular editor and I described that to her. She said, Kim, it can't be all three. 
you can't have your book be process, love story, and memoir. It's too much. She said, as a first-time author, I would suggest it just be a process-oriented book. I said, okay. She said, because then if they enjoy your book and your process, they'll then want you have another one to write. I, and, and I got, I, I understood that. So I got to work feverishly, like reviewing my book over a period of weeks, cutting out things that were memoir, keeping what I kept. And right. then my dad died. My dad died very suddenly oh. at the beginning of COVID. And it was, it was awful. And, and I put the book away. I put it away for, I don't know if it was four months, six months, but when I came back to it, I didn't recognize it. You know, right. I had, because in that three week window between the coach giving me this advice and his death, I had shopped so much, but I, I didn't, it's not that I didn't know what I was doing, but I, I hadn't pulled it all together. So when I came back to it after his death, it was very, very disorienting to me. I, I had see. to find my way back into it. And I hired a different coach to help me to like find my way, et cetera. And I remembered saying to her, and this was probably a year and a half before I published, I said, I think I need to pull the maps. I think it's just too complex. It's nobody's going to get it. And she helped me to see a way to make it accessible to the average person who wants to read it and make sense of my process. And I self-published the book in June, and I am extraordinarily proud of what took me 10 years to create. I feel like now what I have given to the reader is a, a tool that it's like a self-discovery tool for the person who wants to understand them better, understand themselves better, whether it's a choice they did make, a choice they are making, to, to really dig into it. I take them through a process but I'll tell you one other piece. When, when the book was done, I sent it out to a handful of friends who offered to be beta readers to get their honest feedback. And one friend came back with really crushing feedback, not disliking the book, but feeling like I've read your introduction and I'm not clear why I care to continue. Like that is like knife in the gut. You want to jump off a building, like so awful. And I remember like crawling under the covers for a few weeks. Like it was so hard to hear, but I love this woman so much. And I know she wants cares for me deeply. And I, she's a brilliant writer herself. And I know she would only say something for the ultimate good. And I had to find my way through what she was talking about. And essentially what I figured out that I didn't have in the book originally was why do we care about choice in general? is we care because we want to live a thoughtful and an examined life. Because if we're not, if we're not paying attention to our choices and life is just happening to us mm -hmm. versus when we bring that intentionality to the choices we make, we are able to live a thoughtful and an examined life. And it's a simple thing, but it was missing from the book. And when I got that clarity, everything changed. It changed how I spoke about it. It changed how I wrote about it. It just felt like it felt clear to say, Kim, what is your book about? My book is about helping you to make an intentional and thoughtful choice. I mean, that's really at the root. Yes, I teach a process. Yes, I do all these things. And, you know, the gorgeous part for me is that 
everybody makes a choice, whether it's the 20 year old kid out of college, the 50 year old person reinventing themselves, the 80 year old person who doesn't want to retire and is figuring out what they want to do. You know, we're all at different stages of what are our choices. And I get to talk to all of them. That's fantastic. And at different levels, it's kind of fantastic. It's kind of fantastic. And, uh, and I feel very lucky. I feel like I was blessed with all of this amazing information that, you know, because I had these really deep conversations, I was making sense of a lot of stuff and people let me into their worlds into like deeply, deeply private things. And it, it was incredible, really, really incredible. And now I get to, now the book is really a catalyst for more conversations yeah. which I'm getting to do now. So it's beautiful. So you've talked, wow. That, I mean, I love it. I love the backstory. I love, I love that. I feel like that is, um, that's pure gold right there as your, as your, <laughs> as your editor coach said, yeah. um, but you know, like, I, I think that people are gonna, after hearing that we're like all on the edge of our seats now. So now you have to tell us the name of the book and where can we find it? <laughs> so funny that I forgot the book aptly is called the book of choice kind of a great name the book of that choice. is a great name yes um it is on Amazon but the easiest way if you go to my website at yourchoicebook.com it links you directly and I have some fun bonuses um it's 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 very accessible and and here's another fun story about the book I uh love doing creative things. Like you could just have me doing artsy projects all day long. I love that. And I had an idea wanting to tell a story about the book. And I was about to put something out on social. I was about to show a very big map on social media. And a friend said, you can't do that. She's like, somebody's head's going to explode. Like you can't put the map out there without explaining it in a story. You need to create a video and break it down and pretty graphics. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. Like, well, you're going to need to figure that out. So PS 40 hours later, I create my first video. I figure it out. I'm digging into systems. I'm playing with audios and graphics. I was having like a creative girl's dream, but hours upon hours. The beauty of that experience was that I then said to myself, wow, I actually really love creating these videos. So I then created a whole series of videos that take the key concepts of the book and explain them simply and visually. Okay. And it was fun. And so when people go to yourchoicebook.com, they'll get access to all those videos. That's why that link is fun. Oh, that's awesome. But, but, you know, part of it for me has been, you know, when, when you write a book and you build a platform to write a book and you share your book, like all of the marketing and the details and the stuff, it's on you. And yes, it is. I made, I made the decision that yes, it's on me, but I'm going to do what's fun yes. and I'm not going to do what's not fun. And creating those videos while they took me 40 hours per video, I had <laughs> so much fun doing it. And I was aware of that. And I think, I think that comes across in the videos, like they're built with love as is the book. You know, and that's important to me kind of in everything that I do, no matter what programs I go to create, whatever. It's like, it, it's built with love and um, and all of that. That is fantastic. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. 
And then, so, you know, now, so, okay. So do we, do I hear like a course or something coming up this? Like, is that what's happening? Because it kind of sounds like you're on that journey now. Well, uh, in, in a previous life, I was, I have created many courses, but I just finished just last week, um, a six week course. I called it choice competent. And that took the concepts of the book deeper. So I had 19 people sign up for that course and week by week, you know, I was taking them into the concepts a bit deeper, teaching them how to map, navigating their choices, answering their questions. It was wonderful. And I just made the decision just today. I thought I'm going to lead that program three or four times a year. And I first, I thought I'd love for it not to be live because it's a lot of work for it to be live. Yes, it is a lot of work. Also really fun for it to be live. Yeah. For me, the excitement and the fun comes with interacting with the people who join. So I will do it again, you know, February-ish probably and um, and take a whole new students through and teach them. And, you know, for the people who read the book, who who resonate with it, who want more and want to go deeper, I'll do that with them. Yeah. Okay. And the information for that will probably end up being on the website, correct? Or no? Everything is on the website. Okay, perfect. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And then, so, you know, we cannot go through an episode on this show without talking about the fear around these situations that you have been through. And so curious, was there any fear when you made the decision to write the book? Um, Without a doubt. I mean, fear and limiting beliefs, both. Like, who am I to write a book? I am not a writer. How, how could that be? I'm a phony. Um, there was that. There And over the 10-year window, there were windows where I put the book away. So while the book is away, talk about feeling like a phony to say I'm writing a book when I'm not touching it. And then the fear of coming back to the book when it has been dormant for a period of time and thinking like, "Mm, can I I resurrect? I've evolved in this window of time. Can I bring the book up to my level? Does it require a rewrite? Most of the time it did. Um, Oh, wow. Wow. I would go back and that. look at something I'd written two, you know, two years ago. There was one way I put it away for two years. You know, I had grown so much. My writing had improved. I felt like I was looking at kindergarten writing, you know, when I went back to that. So the fear of like, oh my God, the work, the time, et cetera. Um, and of course, will anybody read it? You know, does anybody care? Is this thing that is so important to me that is taking my life, that is all I want to talk about? Will it have the meaning to others? Yes, of course, there were all of those fears. Wow. And and clearly you dealt with them all. So <laughs> was there yeah. any, was there any common thread in how you approached each of those? Such an interesting question. Um, I think for me, the way I deal with any fear is is awareness. So as I notice it, you know, really being able to call myself on it, like, am am I going to let this fear, this limiting belief really get in my way of doing this thing that matters to me? And and if it's so big, and I can't actually think of something that was so big when I asked that question, I couldn't push through. But, you know, I'm the first person to jump into a therapy call or a coaching call or a good friend call or, you know, I reach out for that. So, you know, it's like I had my people on speed dial to kind of say, you know, help me, I'm stuck or, 
you know, can you give me a little pep talk here about this, you know, for those moments when, you know, I kind of call it like I swing to the dark side, you know, like life can be good. And then no matter how life good, how good life is, you know, you get the, the bad moment, the something negative with money, something negative with a client, some negative feeling, and you swing to the dark side and how do you get yourself back? And yes. that's, that's a practice. That is yes, a practice. it does, does take practice. And it's fantastic that you have lifelines available to you. So those are really good pearls because I think people often think that they have to get through, you know, tribulation trials alone. <laughs> and uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's hard. I mean, it's, it's, it's very hard to get through things. Alone. Right. I mean, I it's extremely time, difficult, <laughs> you know, when, it, and, and, it, and I know I went through this where I would feel self-conscious of whatever the fear was or the issue. And even for a close friend who got it, you know, maybe I was sharing the same fear a few different times. And I was now really self-conscious of like, oh my God, Kim, could you finally get over it and move on? Um, and my friends were good. And, and I think they would also call me on my stuff. Like, wait, you've been dealing with this same one a few times, like enough already. Um, gotcha. but, but sometimes if I had been dealing with something too much, I felt self-conscious okay. to reach out, yeah. you know, like why hadn't I fixed it already? Why hadn't I moved beyond it? That is good. That's a good point. Cause, uh, you know, we always, we always feel like we need to be able to overcome things in a timely fashion. Some things do, some things do take longer to overcome than others. So yes. Yes. there's that <laughs> much to our chagrin usually. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so, you know, that is, that's awesome. And it's, it's so encouraging to hear that you have a, a tribe that you can rely on, whether it's, you know, your therapist or your friends, um, that's like really key because like I, like I mentioned before, I think a lot of times when we're going through a situation that we find difficult, where we're kind of pushed beyond our comfort zone because of fear or imposter syndrome or whatever it is, we're, our first thought is usually not to seek counsel <laughs> yeah. or comfort, you know, or push or direction or whatever it turns out to be. That's not usually the first thought. So I love that you say that the biggest thing is awareness, because if you have awareness, then you can start to look at, well, what are the possibilities for me to get through this? And, you know, and, and it's great that one of them is seeking counselor comfort or push. So that's really good, Pearl. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. And so what are you, so you mentioned that you're, you're looking at doing the live course for those who want to do deep dives into choices, um, over the course of the next year, are you planning anything else surrounding the book or surrounding this so area? So, I know that's so a lot already. So no. maybe that might be sufficient. <laughs> oh no. no. I have so much going on. Some days my head feels like it's, you know, really pounding. Oh, I, I see. Would, I, I had a beautiful opportunity a few months ago. I was invited to speak as a keynote speaker at the Department of Corrections um, for the women who work for the Department of Corrections in Connecticut, which is where I am. 
And uh, that it was for 300 people. And I had never spoken in front of 300 That's people. That's a sizable group. <laughs> and, uh, and so putting that talk together, I put an enormous amount of time in knowing that that talk, I would be able to repurpose it sure. in other ways. But yeah. from that talk um, came some very interesting connections. One woman had a connection into the prison system and she asked if I would be willing to coach juveniles who had made a bad choice Okay. and how could I support them? And I said, yes. So I'm waiting on that. Okay. Um, as well, I made some connections with um, some people in local universities as I'm talking about bringing my work to universities. Like right. there's a real opportunity to bring the conversation about making intentional choices at the university level at the high school level, at the elementary level. So sure. I am, I got the URL, thechoicesschool.com. And I okay. envision really building out curriculums at different levels. And, but this is where I don't want it to just be the Kim show. I want right. the collaboration and the support. I want to connect with others who are, you know, savvy at developing curriculum for schools, um, you know, sensitive to the needs of the different ages of students. I have a lot of ideas and, and all of that, but I want that support. I want to figure out how do I get it into the school? So this is where right. I'm reaching out to friends and connections of like, help me, who should I talk to, you know, right. and let grow beyond me and and being okay that i'm sort of in this like a little bit of a baby step just moving forth um but i've been fortunately my i have three children and my middle one is 24 and for the past two years i've been coaching he and a group of his friends about the choices they're making as they're okay post-college and yeah you know first jobs, their first girlfriends, their first navigating yeah. the, the personal, the professional, the relationship choices, and they're letting me in to it all. And so I'm getting this beautiful exposure to, to the real life stuff of young men who go there and, and talk deeply. It's, it's amazing. And I think that wow. is very, very great. I mean, that's like a unique situation. I, I I honestly have to pinch myself every time I'm with them. They are such a and a, a a delightful group of young men who are like so thoughtful and conscious about their choices. And it makes me realize that if if all kids had this realization of like to bring that consciousness, and I know right. at 24 I did not have that consciousness. So my hope is because I'm working with them, I have a certain something to bring to universities to work with others. And, and I've got a real understanding. So again, just seeing where it can go. I'd love, yeah. my dream is for the book to be required reading at the freshman level in college and to then have conversations around what the, what the book makes them feel the book really becomes a catalyst for great conversations right, right. at many levels. Um, and, um, you know, I'm just following up on all of it. I recently, a friend reached out to me. She said, Kim, you know, there's a big opportunity for me to speak to community, to, to addiction communities okay. because every day they are making That's a about choice. choices too. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Between, um, people who've been incarcerated, people who have addiction, people who are veterans. Like there are a lot of communities of people who have an opportunity to make a choice to change yes, and to make a choice to step into the world in the way that they want. 
Um, that is not anything I even thought of when I wrote the book, but I'm just open to conversations and opportunities. So that's coming about. And this whole school idea is coming about. And, you know, I just, I, I follow the lead of like, what's interesting. And right now I describe it as this is my year of saying yes. I pretty much say yes. Anything that comes my way to learn from it. Like, you know, is what I'm doing landing with people is, is all of that. I I just, um, it was funny. I, I did a talk at a local bookstore and, and a woman who was in the audience raised her hand. She said, you know, your work needs to be at at the university level. And I explained what I was doing and, you know, we've, we've been talking since anyway, she shared the book with her best friend who loved it who happens to lead a group of entrepreneurs through a book group, 500 oh, people. fantastic. And they're going to be reading great. the book this month. And I'll be, so, you know, like who even thought of that? that, that right, right. It happens since. So like, <laughs> I know, it's great. And things, and you don't know where the book lands. Yes. Who is that reads it or how they're touched or did they give it to their child or yes. did they give it to their best friend? Like, it's just opening up conversations and, uh, you know, the opportunities for book groups, for people to take the content on their own and now begin to, you know, connect with each other. And I've got, you know, assortments of questions and all of that. Kind right. Of stuff. Right. Yeah. Super. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's always those um, connections that you never expect that really bear <laughs> a lot of fruit. So that's fantastic. I love yeah. it. And so, um, yeah, that's great direction. I was like, well, how are you, besides the crowd. And then, then you go into this beautiful story. I love it. It's just so good. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so good. So good. And it's going to make such an impact, which is really, really encouraging and inspiring because, you know, like you, you do something like, that like create something and you know you're not expecting I mean I guess you kind of expect but maybe you just don't realize the impact that that one creation can have right because now because of this you know more conversations are being had workshops are being established potentially you know this is going to become part of a new generation of people being able to make intentional choices like the ripple effect is essentially infinite from just one creation so which is amazing (laughs) amazing. you you never you know I'm I'm sure you didn't think about that when you were doing it like that wasn't I did not I did not um although I will say what I am aware of is that like I feel like it rests on me like the reality as a self-published author all of the marketing, all of the outreach. Oh yes. Oh yes. On me. And, and again, I try to approach it from a place of joy rather than a, oh, I have to, it's like, aren't I lucky that I get to, you know, like this book is opening up conversations for me to have, for me, it's opening up doors for me to have conversations with people I might not have had conversations with, which is amazing. Oh yes. Oh yes. I mean, even the simple, just as a small example, again, did a talk at a local bookstore from the local bookstore. I got a reach out from the local library and and I said, all I want to do is talk with people about their choices. She's like, why don't I partner with some other local libraries and would be willing to do a four week program? Yes, 
I would. So that's coming up in January, you know, (laughs) that, you know, came about just being out there. And now from doing that, somebody else has reached out. So, you know, again, following the threads locally, where that leads. Um, I'll tell you my most fun one that happened. And this, this was a combination of manifestation and belief very much. A dear friend, she's part of a group of women who, you know, senior president level, and they gather together as a group. And she said, Kim, would you be willing to lead a group for my forum of women? Um, We typically meet on Zoom. We're an international group. I said, of course. Anyway, it didn't pan out. And then she casually mentioned, she said, you know, we're going to be in November, in Paris in November. I was like, well, I'd much rather be with you in Paris in November than on Uh, Zoom. Hello. (laughs) And we made it happen. So I just got back from five days of um, being with these amazing women in Paris in November, speaking with them about their choices. And it was incredible. Incredible. That's way better than being realized, on Zoom. Like, That's way better. Way better. Way better than Zoom. And you know, oh, I did a responsibility for it. It's like the minute my friend mentioned Paris in November, I put it in my calendar. Oh and yeah. I, yeah. Make happen. And love it. Love it. Oh, that's yeah. I'm glad to share that one. That's really good. Oh my gosh. Manifestation. That, yeah. That's, that's yeah. huge. Are you putting yeah. it in the calendar that's made it happen? <laughs> yes. Yes. And it was exciting to do that. And and uh, and truly being in Paris, I connected with somebody else that led to another opportunity. So it's like the threads continue just yes. out there. You know, it's just, it's a, it's a reminder to anybody, no matter what business you're in, no matter what you're doing, you're responsible for your own promotion and your own stuff and your own getting out there and your own following the connections. Yes. And if you can find a way to make it fun, and enjoyable and like something that you really love doing, then you do that. Yes, absolutely. Wow. That's another great pearl. I love, I love that you said, you're like, you know, I have to do this thing, but I'm going to approach it with joy. And as a result of that, it's just been an abundance that has, that has come about, you know, which is great. So that's a great pearl for, you know, those who are, um, essentially on an entrepreneurial journey. Cause I mean, that's what, that's what promoting your own book is like. I mean, you're an entrepreneur. So yeah. yeah. You know, but you just brought something up about joy, which just caused me to reflect on something. I, um, a few years ago, I was in a place where I was not in a place of joy, lots of hardship, you know, the weight of the world for a variety of reasons was on my shoulders. And, and I made the choice to step into joy, even though I had a lot of challenging moments. I remember it so vividly. I'm like, um, I choose to find joy, which is not going to remove the hardship, right. but I still consciously choose to do things that bring me joy. Anyway, I was just reflecting on that experience a few days ago. I thought, you know what, I'm going to offer a class, just a two hour class on that, choosing to find joy during difficult times. And I think now we are in a crazy world. Many people are feeling yes. the difficulty of the world. Yeah. People may have health issues. People may have work issues, money issues. Mm-hmm. How do you find, how do you choose to bring joy into your life, even amidst the challenges of a life? So that's an experiment for me, leading that class. 
Will people That's find it great. interesting? Will they come? I don't know, but I'm choosing to put it out there. You yeah, know, so no, I'm sure. You know, That's if you build it, they will come. You know that. That's what I hope. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, feel of dreams. I'm quoting feel of dreams. It's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Showing my age. Oh, it's all good. You know, this has been such a fantastic conversation and I really, really, really appreciate all the stories. I, your stories are so cool. <laughs> I appreciate all the stories that you shared. And I think it really gives gives the audience a very vivid picture of what your intentions are in getting to writing the book and putting the book out there and all of the things that have come about that will, you know, be kind of like... Um, enhancements, I guess, are um, results of conversations, which is amazing. And it just, it just will continue to grow and flourish, you know, as time goes on and more and more people are exposed to the book. And, you know, that is, that's a blessing. It's a blessing to be able to, to do that, to be able to offer that kind of thing to the world because, you know, not everybody can create something that makes impact, right? So um, thank you for, for that. And, you know, I hope, Kim, I hope that you are ready for our tradition on the show. And that is the fill in the blanks. Are you ready? <laughs> I am ready. Okay, fantastic. All right, great. All right, so the first one is, if I am fearless, I will. If I am fearless, I will say yes to anything that comes my way. Wow, and you are doing that. So you are already doing that. I love it. <laughs> All right. The next one is to me, fearless freedom means. To me, fearless freedom means doing whatever I want, whenever I want, with whomever I want. Nice. Nice. And last but not least, my battle cry is. My battle cry is that I make matter love it love it love it love it so you have to tell the audience one more time where they can find the book and the name of the book the book is the called <laughs> <laughs> book is called the book of choice if you go to my website, which is kimdyoung.com, there's clear navigation to getting the book. Or you can go to yourchoicebook.com, which gives you those fun videos that I talked about, as well as a link through to Amazon. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking time out of your day Bye. to spend with us here. Phyllis Freedom Tribe, we appreciate you. We appreciate all the, the pearls that you have shared with us about how you approach fear and all about being very, very intentional about choice. So we appreciate all of that. And we know you're going to have incredible success. You've already started having that. And so we'll keep an eye out to see how far your, your star goes, because I know it's going to go pretty high. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> you're wonderful. Thank you.